greetings and happy holidays and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm joined as always by my good elf friends, Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Uh, Richard and Michael like to debate and deliberate the many aspects of things and the holidays are no different. I know there are many holidays we're celebrating, but one we're going to look into is the Mount Rushmore of uh, holiday festivities that involve bundling up your your family to go out to a ticketed event or some other sort of thing. Um, and if that isn't um, a odd enough ca- <laughs> subject, we'll, we'll tighten that up. We'll, we'll tighten that up. We'll, we'll yeah. the, uh, I think it's I think it's like dragging your family out for a holiday. Yeah. yeah. Something. Thing, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, thing, yeah. let's get, by the end of this episode, we'll definitely have what we're going to call it. No, yeah. we won't. <laughs> well. Uh, Let's see. I think maybe I, sometimes I pick Richard more than Michael to go first. Let's go with Michael first. Okay. Now it's possible that Richard and I will have a bunch of similar um, picks. So um, okay. that being said, I uh, my picks might be a little basic. I'm underselling everything right away. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Tune in, tune in for more, guys. Yeah. Um, taking your child to see Santa at the mall. Yes, oh, of okay. course. Of course. Okay. Um, here's We've done it once my child is only five he, you know, this will be his like um i don't know going on sixth christmas coming up you know because we first took him to santa at the mall when he was like seven months old hmm. and we we're like okay this is what this is just it's everything that you that you expect and you want to do you like you want that picture and you hope it's not the picture where the kid is like um miserable and like crying but then maybe secretly you're like Okay, well, what if he, ah, that's a fun memory, even if he hates it, right? So we do this, we get in line and it's forever. You're sitting there with your, uh, you know, your stroller waiting in line and then you're holding your child for 45 minutes and my wife goes off and does some shopping. So we kind of split up the time because you're, when you're out with a baby, especially, you, you got to maximize every mm-hmm. opportunity. Oh, yeah. So we get to the front and this kid is like, you know, in my arms, but he's touching things and he's doing whatever and uh sits on santa lap santa's lap gets the picture three days later this kid is sick like just sick from being exposed to the you know populace in general and this is like pre-covid so it's not like we had we didn't have like that kind of um uh super strict like knowledge of like oh this kid hasn't been exposed to anything i mean he'd been in like daycare ever since he was like three months old but like that's still within a confined environment, but man, uh, he has not been back to sit back on Santa's lap at a mall <laughs> since. And like, it's not like we we've gone to the mall around this time over the last few years. I maybe not the last couple of years, but we, we've been back, and it's been like, do we want to do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather not have. Now I'm weighing my child's like memories of Santa versus him being sick and it's just like (laughs) he's not like excited to see santa at the mall the way that i think that i imagine one would be so i i never thought of santa as super spreader because he visits every home Mm. i mean (laughs) that guy is gonna have some stuff on him right yeah is santa masked oh my god yeah richard what was your experience well ours my my experience with with our two kids was was very different uh, the oldest kid um, is outgoing and just 
loved the idea of seeing Santa and just was always really excited to go and always got great smiley pictures. Youngest one, not so much. Never got the crying bawling that I could remember, but just when there was a lot of, okay, I guess I'm going to go and and then here's what I want. And now please get me off of this man's lap Hmm. sort of stuff. Um, I don't know. We always took the kids to the Grove here in Los Angeles. Oh, la di da! I know, right? And I don't Stephen know. Baldwin as Santa. <laughs> exactly. Santa gets out of a Rolls Royce, and it's, <laughs> the magic's kind of dimmed a little bit, but he looks good. Yeah, it was just always very interesting being there because I don't know. When I was a kid, it was just you went to the mall. And they didn't, they didn't even charge you to take photos. Right. right. Your mom just had, or dad just had the camera and took a couple of snaps, maybe if you're lucky, but the photos were kind of a secondary thing. They were kind of a secondary thing to you just being able to sit on Santa's lap and tell him what you wanted. Um, Going to the Grove in any place now, I think it just feels like it's a racket. I mean, even if you just want the photos just on like a, a little like zip drive, a little like thumb drive, that's like 30 bucks. Hmm. Somebody's making a lot of money off of Santa here. I hope Santa's getting some some of that cash. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because it was it was a promotion back in the day for yeah. whatever your, uh, your department store or your yeah. mall is. Yeah, come see Santa. And there was just a way to be able to get families to come into the mall to see all the toys and other crap that the kids wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. Now it's 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 its own money making operation, and that something about that feels a little, I don't know, just feels a little dirty. Wait a me. second, wait a second, wait a second. Are you saying? Hold on. Are <laughs> you saying that Christmas is become commercialized? No, <laughs> yes, I, I, I do not believe that. There is nothing that Christmas has done that has led to that. Well, looking at the topic, how it's unique from uh, just kind of going out with your family to do any any other activity, to go to a baseball game or a picnic or whatever, it's usually um, a uh, December. It's often December. It's off, you're often going to a place that's well trafficked, like a mall. So the investment level is much greater. Um, and then for those in cold colder climates you know there's bundling up against the elements dealing with uh, maybe the snow maybe there's you know uh you know weather going on so it just has to be amazing <laughs> and it, and whenever you go out to a ball game or something um you're not a hundred percent putting a tradition on the line because uh you know the holidays are so magical and you want them to be that way for your young people so there's so much pressure on this darn activity. All right, Richard, what's your second choice? All right, so my second choice is uh, taking family photos, your holiday oh. pictures. Oh, okay. Good choice. A, uh, a tradition unlike any other, um, if you believe that unlike any other means everyone getting kind of annoyed with each other by the end of the, uh, end of the day. Wait, that's this podcast every time we record. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's pretty similar. I mean, okay. if we had to okay. actually take pictures at the end of this, I think we this <laughs> podcast would have ended several years before. <laughs> we, we would have had a, had a, a one-minute-long movie if we put them all in succession. Right. So the photos can be challenging. 
they can be when you've got kids, especially when the kids were younger. Now that they're older, it's a lot easier. My son, who is the was the problem child in terms of getting pictures done, actually this year was fantastic. Smiled, didn't didn't cause any sort of problems, didn't fight, didn't fuss about anything. I will say this year was one of the easier years in terms of taking photos that we've had. We have a great photographer that we've worked with since our oldest was a baby that Sarah, my wife, has known through work from before then. And he just does fantastic work. And it's it really makes a huge difference to have a photographer that you trust and who knows like your family and understands how to get the best out of your kids. It makes a huge difference, mm-hmm. I think, versus just a generic, oh, let's hire some guy that we got off of you know, Fiverr or whatever. Yeah, there's this guy named Robert Mapplethorpe who's going to come over. <laughs> right. The, it's a bullwhip Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what leather? What? Our kids, go get all the leather you have out of your closet. Right. Yeah. No, I, I just think it just, you know, we, we got lucky to find a really great photographer. Um, and I think that really makes a big difference because taking photos can be really stressful, whether it's holiday photos or wedding photos or whatever it happens to be. It's a lot of standing around and waiting. I mean, you've got little kids, especially mm-hmm. that you that, that are dressed up. Maybe they're in clothes that, that they're not comfortable in. You know, they don't want to be there. They'd rather be, you know, if you're taking photos at the park, they'd rather be playing on the swings than, than standing around getting, having this yeah. you know, fake smile for the camera. It really helps to have a, a photographer who's not just a good photographer, but somebody who, who kind of, who, who you've worked with before yeah. and have a relationship with. Uh, is the timeline usually November that you're doing this or is it actually December? Or is it... Depends. depends on how together and with it we are. Okay. Um, usually it's usually right around think like right after or right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it, unlike the, um, Sand at the mall, there's really no promise of any kind of uh, um, special activity other than just being. It's it's us in clothes we never wear um, in front of a flagpole. <laughs> yeah, me me in some sort of like cable knit sweater that I would never wear any other yeah. time of the year. Yeah, um, everyone else is dressed up. <laughs> yeah, it's me in pants that are straining to stay on <laughs> yes. around the waist. <laughs> Where that button is just like we can do this, guys. <laughs> We got this. Yeah, we got this. All right. I'm, um, well, well, Richard, yeah. I'm always impressed with um, any family like yours, their dedication to like consistency with this sort of thing, because we um, we did it for a couple of years in a row and then it fell off and then COVID happened. And then it's like, we didn't do it this year. And it feels like taking, when you take your foot off the, the gas on something like this, um, the tradition, um, you know, loses something a little bit. When I was a kid, we used to have my, um, my uncle, he would do photos, like family photos. And we did it up until, I don't know, maybe I was like eight or nine, something like that. Um, I can't quite remember, but I have all like these scanned photos of just like, okay, I was, this is when I was four or five, you know, all that you could see like your progression over the years. And um, it's great. I, I'm always impressed when a family is so good at something like this, when we, are good at other traditions, but this, this is the one that just always feels like, should we do something this year? Yeah. Okay. Well let's, and then it just doesn't materialize. And then you kind of, you like, then the Christmas cards turn into not photo Christmas cards. They turn into a kind of a generic Christmas card, which are nice to send out and everything, but it's, 
you know, there's, uh, in spite of its um, struggles to get done, um, they, they feel important and um, got to double down on my effort. Eh, maybe next year. Eh, whatever. Yeah, maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. What are you going to do? It's tough because here in Los Angeles, it's like, one of the good things, I should say, I, let, me, let me rephrase this. It's a good thing living in Los Angeles because we have different places that we can take photos every year. So we're able to get a variety of different photos. Hmm. You know, it's not always the same location. You know, this year we were out at Kenneth Hahn State Park. Uh, a few years ago, we were, we were like, the year before that, we were at the uh, Griffith Park Observatory. Um, so that's one of the things you can do to kind of keep it interesting is to go different yeah. places and not just make it like a going into somebody's studio. Sure. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Winfield, what was your second choice? Uh, my second choice is uh, this folly that taking your kids out to go Christmas shopping is um, going to result in them purchasing or thinking about a present that is going to be like good. <laughs> Felix is finally at the age where like he has some sense of agency. He doesn't have any money, but he has some sense of agency as to like, okay, well what um, he can make choices and decisions and things. And like um, I was walking around with him at the mall a week or two ago. Um, I was just returning something. And that's where we first saw, we saw Santa again. He's like, Oh, okay. And I was like, okay. He doesn't want to get on that guy's lap. But then we were just we were just shopping. And it was like, well, okay, what do you think mom would like for Christmas? And then he's like, mm, I don't know. And I was like, okay, well, no, you have to think about it. like he's like, a book. It's like good. Hmm. And then he said um, something that I can't remember. And then the third thing was like, mm, a wrench. Hmm. And I it's like, so for Christmas. <laughs> you want to get your mom a wrench it's like i don't know it's like okay i'm just i'm just uh trying to gauge what you're thinking about and then um the other thing is uh when shopping like there has to be some sort of end game that like some sort of thing that interests them but you have to you have to like string them along for a little bit until mm-hmm. you have to keep their attention so, like, if I take him to some place, I know that there has to be a store that he's going to want to go into. It can't just be like, all right, we're going to this mall, and every store in this mall is closed or whatever. There has to be something that's like, oh, we pass that thing, and then you can look around for 15 minutes or whatever. And uh, there was, like, one store that was like a puzzle kind of games semi toy store and it was like okay i gotta use this as like this carrot at the end of this thing because otherwise we're not getting the task done mm-hmm. and um you know i remember shopping as a kid with my parents up until i was like a teenager too and it just felt like oh my god why do i have to go t- why do i gotta do this well like <laughs> i still feel like that what do you mean <laughs> as a teenager michael uh, maybe so. I mean, maybe it's just this, this feeling of, um, I don't know, forced obligation, even though like the ultimate prize at the end, that Christmas morning or whatever it is, is so good, but it's just like, you're trudging through this, you know, huge, uh, you know, neck deep in snow of, uh, uh-huh. looking at, a you know, past a foot locker and got kids don't give a shit about that. 
Am I missing something? Like, there's no. Is there a Santa Claus in your home, or does does Felix think Felix is shopping for Emily for his mother? Is that right? That's right. He's, okay. Okay. No, no. Santa's. Well, Santa will come. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, he no he understands that. Like, here's a gift from mom and dad to Felix, or here's oh, okay. a gift from dad to okay mom, okay. or this is yeah. from Felix to whoever. No, no, and that process that. is you have to kind of uh, incentivize him throughout that process. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. Um, shopping. It's shopping. it's rough. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I uh, I wonder if malls are any different to a kid than they were when I was a little kid. Like, I just couldn't didn't have much interface unless they had one of those little play areas. And as it, I see kids now, say like the um, the media center, the Burbank Mall. There's a whole like playland. It's like Disneyland for kids down there. You know, it's like these little things they can roll around. If there's a train that goes around the mall. I think as a kid, I remember you could go take buttons from the uh, Dolgen's uh, jewelry store and throw them in a fountain. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of like what there was. There was a rock, probably a garden area with rocks, and you could pick up a rock and throw it, throw it at a window or something. Yeah, I was saying, Jeff is just stealing stealing gems from the jewelry store and throwing <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. Okay, so we are at our halftime, and at this point, we're going to uh, ask something we've never asked of you to do uh we've never asked you to do this ever before and that is preserve the secret of the mount rushmore podcast um generations of children around the world believe that this podcast is created in the north pole um by a jolly old elf named michael and another uh jolly old elf named richard but it's in fact it is produced by hipsters in los angeles and don't tell anybody that we are uh, asking you to go out and listen to the back episodes of it. And don't tell anybody that we're asking you to contribute future episode ideas. Just keep it a secret for the sake of the kids. Okay, so Richard, what is your third? My third one is the zoo lights. Oh, fun. That, okay. your, nice. lo- that your local zoo may have. Yeah. Uh, we have it here in Los Angeles. Um, and... When you go to zoo lights, just be aware there's no animals. Mm. Okay. So great, great knowledge that we're not going to zoo lights ever. Yeah, because if your kids are not fully aware of that, there will be a level of disappointment when they get to the zoo. The whole purpose of the zoo is you go see animals. Mm-hmm. And there's essentially no animals to see. I know at the LA Zoo, they have uh, caribou that are out. Mm-hmm. And they have the lair, the uh, reptile houses open. Mm-hmm. But other than that, all the animals, and it makes sense. It's nighttime. It's time for the animals to go to sleep. It's, you know, they're on a routine. It's time for them to go back into their, into their uh, houses and go sleep or eat or whatever they do. If they're nocturnal, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But so just be aware of that when you go the first time. But if you're aware of that, it can be a really fun experience. I, I've enjoyed every time we've gone to the zoo lights here in Los Angeles. Um, you know, they do a really good job of it. And it's, you know, it's it's fun to be able to walk around the zoo and just sort of experience it at night, even if there aren't the animals there. Mm-hmm. You're still getting a different perspective on it and with all the lights and everything else. Um, you know, there's... You get all the smells of the zoo still. So that, that doesn't go away. 
But uh, I just, I've always really liked going to Zoo Lights. We were at the LA Zoo just a week or two ago with some friends. And um, as we were kind of nearing the end of the day, we saw them kind of setting stuff up. And um, they were setting up uh, like a wine cart and a drink cart. And we were like, oh boy, this is what I'm talking about. Being drunk at the zoo. Oh, can't wait. Um, but now um, Sans Animals, I don't, you know, my kid would not stand for that. What a... I mean, I could be drunk at home. Good enough. And turn the lights on and off. Yeah, how do you do that? It's kind of like, hey, we're going to go to the art gallery. But hey, they took down the pictures. Uh, I'm trying to think of what... Uh, uh, one thing that pisses me off about those zoo uh, added events is that at some point, like a zookeeper, they invest in all these animals and the zoo still can't stay open, like based on people come to see them. So they got to rent out, they got to pimp out the zoo. Um, pimp my zoo. Yeah, pimp my zoo. Like boo at the zoo, you know, the thing yeah. where they kind of make a haunted house and there's bars everywhere. It seems like what I have experienced with those things is uh, boo at the zoo. I think you still see elephants and stuff on occasion. And then there's drunk guys shouting at elephants. So there's just a big me... sheet. There's just a big sheet tossed over the elephant. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Elephant clothes for repairs. Yeah. Uh, oh, Richard, is that one of your Sue? That wasn't mine. That was, mine was the was, Oh, God. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, we just went to... Is Descanso Garden still doing their light light up thing? Oh, yeah. yes. The wife and I just went to uh, the Harry P. Lou Arboretum or Gardens. And so, yeah, it's... Um, it, Advent Health presents, you know, the light up of the season at the gardens. And uh, every... It's so fun, you know, having worked for our Disney and going to Disney, you see these very well thought out attractions, but these light up the zoo things are very quickly put together. And so you kind of see the idea of what they're trying for, you yes. know, like they throw a bunch of LEDs on a caribou and like, you know, plug them in and, you know, and hope, hope that it's pretty impressive. And uh, we went uh, to this end. There was, um, there was a little like laser light show with some... I think was supposed to be a trio singing on stage and, but it, it was a duo. Um, and you could tell where the third person was supposed to sing. You know, there was like a deck, the halls with fa la 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 you know, like, no. a, like Daryl didn't show up for his shift at the, the show. So there was a big gap there. Um, and there was this um, little kind of a holiday trail to the ice, the ice palace or something like the ice palace. And they had a, an image of this abominable snowman type of person you were supposed to meet at the end of the trail. And imagine like a Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles um, combined with the abominable snowman or something like that. And so we go down the trail and it's got some light up crystal type things. But at the end is just a girl in like she's she's wearing like kind of a white hat and like what looks like a beach ball that they put cotton balls all over it or something like that. <laughs> Her name was Snowball, <laughs> so it was kind of weird. Okay, so uh, what's your third, Michael? My third choice is um, Christmas tree shopping. It's always a um, kind of special event for us. We love to do it. Um, but there are like two sides, you know, these these things. I mean, I think we're in, we're in the kind of a little bit of a gripe cast. <laughs> uh, my son wants to go play hide and seek. He doesn't see the magic necessarily of like 
choosing out which one has like you know 78 percent a good tree and then you can 22 percent like you know the backside that you put against the wall yeah right he doesn't yeah. get he doesn't get that. he's like how about this one and it's like the 300 hundred dollar tree and you're like uh, do you understand that our house isn't that big <laughs> you have, you have any sense of size i've got a hole in the roof to be able to <laughs> fit your yeah. tree in yeah so the cat falls a, out of the roof yeah. But I, you know, we love it. I love to love to go get it. Love the whole aspect of like strapping it to the top of the tree. Uh, enjoy decorating it to the point, you know, where he's um, uh, he pulls out all the ornaments that he's declared are his toys that he's going to play with while we're, you know, fighting the string of lights on the tree. But um, I think that for um, families, there are, you know, I think that Christmas often has like this kind of dual aspect where there's the magic of it and the reality of it. And sometimes the reality of it is like you're fighting this tree up the stairway and you're just trying to get it in the door without losing half the needles. <laughs> or there's, um, I remember when I was like 12 or 13, maybe even younger, no, maybe about that age, um, I went with my mom and my stepdad out to like a Christmas tree farm to like cut down a tree. You know, one of those sorts of like, oh, you do this, you're in nature and you're cutting, the, you're doing the thing. You're you're mm-hmm. out there, you're doing the thing that like they used to do a um, hundred years ago. A, a 12 or 13 year old, in spite of them slightly being bigger than they are when they're 10 or nine or eight or whatever, a useless human being. <laughs> to, 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 like useless in trying to help carry it back to the car. Like they're no way making like a good cut on the bottom of the tree. They think mm-hmm. they can help. I was awful and i remember like we only did it once and the experience was like well i guess my stepdad's just gonna do, do most of the work here most of like the lugging and the wrapping it up and i was just kind of you know i i tried to get it on with that aspect but it's just like ah fell apart do you go to a tree lot to get your tree or do you go to like a home depot well we had gone to we've done a bunch of different things we've gone to like uh like a tree lot. We've gone to a like converted church sort of parking lot that has um, trees set up in them. Uh, we've gone to, I don't know if we ever gone to Home Depot, but the last couple of years we've gone to like Armstrong, uh, which is like a, uh, garden like a garden center. store. Yeah. yeah. Nursery. I mean, plants. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously the prices are so astronomical these days, but um, we've just, you know, We'll give. We were not like um, dedicated to one particular thing. You? What about you? Oh, we uh, we gave up on the live tree a few years ah. ago and went with the uh, Home Depot store bought two hundred ninety nine dollar, however much we spent on it, two forty nine mm-hmm. uh, fake tree. And I will tell you, it's the best decision that we have <laughs> made financially. It has paid for itself mm. already. Uh, just in a few years, because like you said, the cost of real trees is just astronomical. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just for me, because it got to the point the last few years we were doing live trees where it was just me by myself going and picking a tree and bringing it home. And it's it's a chore, man. <laughs> Not just the finding the tree, but then having to stand in line for 20 minutes holding this thing and you're getting sap all over the place. Then you got to, after you buy it, you got to figure out how to, if it's Home Depot, they're not going to strap it 
to the car for you. So you got to have your own twine and figure out how to, how to do all that. It's just not worth, <laughs> not worth the quaintness of the real tree. It's just, I, mm. I was one of those people who never thought I would get a fake tree. Yeah. And now that I have a fake tree, it's like, why did I ever have a real tree? Yeah. Yeah. We were, conver- I was converted, I think a decade or two ago. And the one aberration, the one year that I told my wife, you know, that we we're going to get the real one was just a nightmare of my hubris. Um, <laughs> I got the wrong size stand. And mm. uh, so, you know, she, the whole time she was saying it wasn't going to fit. And I was giving her that kind of heavy lidded glare, like, why do you question me, woman? I'm right about all things. And I was totally wrong. And then uh, I decided I was, I was going to be able to whittle down the base of the tree with this rotary <laughs> saw that I had and just it sent shavings of wood everywhere in our living room <laughs> and she was just in tears and i was clark griswold times a billion just oh yes of ruining <laughs> everything through my stupidity and then like christmas is such the, the tradition of the christmas tree is such a beautiful but also kind of ill um illy ill uh, ill researched you know you know it's not all of it's fake. <laughs> all, of, yeah. all of what Christmas is is really kind of fakey fake, and beautifully so. Um, so the fake tree kind of fits right into that for me. So, but yeah, that that tradition of going out to 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 find what will be the hearth and the centerpiece of the holiday, and not not uh, spend a song on it, and yeah, that's rough. All right, so I guess we're at. Uh, Richard's final choice. Yeah, I talked about zoo lights, but I think I want to talk about a different type of lights, and these are the holiday neighborhood lights. Mm. Oh, fun. Okay. Getting the family together and driving out to whatever neighborhood yeah. does the Christmas with the cranks style, where yeah. the entire neighborhood has decided en masse to uh, go kind of hog wild yeah. with the Christmas decorations. And we, when we, we go to Tucson every year for for Christmas to go see my wife's family. Mm-hmm. And there's, I think it's called winter Haven. If I'm not mistaken, um, is the big neighborhood there. And you know what? It's, it's easy to be cynical about it. And I know we, this has been kind of a gripe fest the whole time, but it's easy to be cynical about like, Oh, look at these. Think how much they spent on these decorations. And isn't this kind of, you know, a bit much and over the top and all of that. But when you're walking down these streets and just everything is lit up and you see all the attention and care detail that these people have put into these, these decorations, it's like going to Disneyland or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I enjoy seeing it. And yeah. Maybe, maybe that makes me a simple caveman. <laughs> no, he's really <laughs> amused by shining lights. No, but it's your car it's your car that doesn't have a floor that you have to push it with your feet that makes you a caveman, Richard. <laughs> oh, I, I thought it was the uh, pterodactyl that I uh, use as a record player, but <laughs> I thought living. it was that these cell phones frighten you. I love the uh, neighborhoods that have that. I, I do wonder about, every once in a while, you'll see like one out of every 15 homes doesn't have a... Uh, a display or has a really crappy display. I like the really crappy display because you can tell probably the, the homeowners association forces them to like, everyone has to have a display. 
So you can tell some people just put up the laziest display possible. They're like, yep, done. <laughs> we have we have technically put out a display. <laughs> I love that there's this one Muslim family who's like, we, we, <laughs> we don't have, we don't celebrate this holiday. Where's your Ramadan display? Huh? Right. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Will you make us do this thing? I, I I am the same way. I just love it. It, it is the embodiment of the season for me that the cheap charade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These lights that are are made in sweatshops all around the world um, that we use that never heard of uh, our holiday, much less left have an income to give each other gifts <laughs> or the people cranking out these lights. But it is so great. I even love it when you see those uh, shows like the Christmas light fight and you see that that dad who is clearly insane or that the Christmas lights are his way of isolating himself from his family, <laughs> his obsession with these things or, or his his uh, uh, the, it's his therapy. But, oh, my God, the product is just so magical. It's amazing. And the fact that it's home homegrown is really pretty darn cool. Yeah, I've seen places that do like, oh, there's a suggested donation to get in because we're trying to pay for the lights, which I always feel is kind of cheesy. Yeah, I will yeah. say Winter Haven, they do a, uh, they do a, a they're, they're, instead of a money uh, donation, they do a food bank. Mm-hmm. So you bring in canned goods. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, that you can donate, and that's kind of their suggested donation. So shout out to Winter Haven for doing that. Okay, well, cool. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, I currently uh, reside in Orlando, and there's a precious, uh, um, very precious few uh, square foots here that are not a Disney theme park or Universal. Um, <laughs> and those right. places light up the season on November 1st. They are lit up. And uh, boy, howdy, we love walking through the uh, resorts and the parks and seeing all that stuff. It's just so, so dang cool. All right, what's your last one, Winfield? My last one, <coughs> oh, pardon me. My last one is something that I have not experienced, but I was thinking about this a lot when you suggested this topic, which is the families that, be it on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, go out to a sporting event. Oh. And what, I mean, that is crazy, that you are willing to put so much money and time and effort, especially on Christmas Day, to something where you are rooting for a team that could possibly lose. Mm-hmm. Like, that is... <laughs> like, I know that the drama of sports is that, that the tension of, oh, will they win? Will they lose? If you win, oh, it's the best thing ever. If you lose, mm-hmm. oh, you know, we've gone through a journey. But, I, like, I can't imagine being a child being taken to a football game on Christmas Day because every once in a while, Christmas falls on, on a Sunday and guess what? This Christmas this year is on a Sunday. And how many families are just going to have either a miserably cold time or just like you're home and you just happen to lose. And like there must be some, uh, I don't know, something that is so like deranged <laughs> about, about a, a father or mother taking their children who just want to be home playing with their gi joes or what what have you to be like no no we're going to this football game and um we're not favored (laughs) (laughs) like i i don't know i you know it's fun to watch on tv 
you know, I enjoy seeing like the crazy Raider fan that has transformed their usual like demonic, um, you know, face painted uh, shoulder pads with spikes into like, you know, a reindeer display where like if Santa Claus and his reindeer are like riding, you know, on top of the spikes or like, yeah. this, like that person is insane. Like, I, I don't think they're taking their kids to it. I appreciate like whoever transforms themselves into like the spirit of Christmas yet also like, but I got to show that I'm a Broncos fan as well. Yeah, <laughs> Like that is like, what a psycho, mm-hmm. but the, the family, I can't imagine just the family, um, uh, the family doing that as a whole thing and those the people that go out to that. Yeah. I'm amazed when you see people doing just something that has zero to do with anything like a holiday, like, oh no, we're running a half marathon. Ugh. Or uh psychos. Going camping or like <laughs> what what are you talking about? Literally any other day of the year could have been done doing this. It's yeah. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, dudes. Uh well oh, also is- ch- church. Church, yeah. Crazy. Oh, it's just as crazy. <laughs> Getting your family together to go to church on a Christmas day. Yeah, what are you doing that for? Psychos. That's not cool. Uh, tis the season for sharing and generosity. So you each get four. You each oh, get four. Oh, well, I'm not going to vote down any of those. Um, ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, and ho. So, yes. Um, uh, thank you, guys, for uh, spending the year, uh, even though we left a month out, um, rating things with me i imagine we might have another episode before the holiday i think so so, one maybe two hopefully fingers crossed okay um this has been the matt rushmore of things we take our families out to a holiday i'm always jeff i'm richard i'm michael michael can you hear that